It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, local experts on the biggest stories. Locked On Vikings on the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome to the program. 424th episode on this Monday, a brand new week, June 4th. OTA week number three coming up here in the Twin Cities. My name's Sam Ekstrom, at Sam Ekstrom on Twitter, at Sam Ekstrom NFL on Instagram. Plenty of dog photos as well. And you can find my work at zonecoverage.com. Your source for Minnesota sports, membership starting at $2.99 per month, a year membership for just $23.99 a year, practically highway robbery, and you get a t-shirt, and you get a MyBurger and Buffalo Wild Wings gift card. It's a great value. All things Minnesota sports, zonecoverage.com. Quick word from one of our partners, and it's directed at the fellas, the guys out there who have a lady and are trying to gain a little extra confidence, it's BlueChew.com. It's blue, like the color blue. BlueChew.com, bringing you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. They can be taken day or night, anytime, on a full stomach, and they're chewable. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be prepared when the opportunity arises. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visits, no waiting in the pharmacy. Best part, there's just no awkwardness in general. They're made in the USA. Since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. No middleman. Right now, they've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when using our special promo code Locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code Locked On to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. We thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Did you have any hopes for the Kendricks brothers to play together this year? The rumors were that the Vikings were going after Michael Kendricks at linebacker to pair up the brother tandem. Michael Kendricks, the six-year eagle, 27 years of age, interviewed with the Vikings, but he will not be coming to Minnesota. He talked to the Raiders. He talked to the Browns. And instead of coming to Minnesota for, I would presume, close to a minimum deal, he's actually going to get paid $3.5 million to go to Cleveland Vikings just don't have much cap space, and I think they want to get a deal or two done before the regular season. And as appealing as being a part of that defense was and playing with his brother, I think the money was probably too much to turn down in Cleveland. So Kendricks goes from a 13-3 team to an 0-16 team where he will start in Cleveland. Kendricks, 14 sacks over six seasons, three interceptions. They all came in 2013, obviously got the Super Bowl ring made 74 starts with the Philadelphia Eagles. He was a cap casualty, and Philadelphia is going through that right now with 
So many players deserving of raises, and when you win a Super Bowl, your value skyrockets. You see it in every sport. Baseball. The Royals win a couple years ago. Now they've been completely depleted. Happened in hockey with the Chicago Blackhawks dynasty. They eventually couldn't keep everybody. Somehow in basketball, though, seems like you're able to keep teams together a little bit better. But, you know, look at the Oklahoma City Thunder. They couldn't keep James Harden, and he had to move on. That was part of the uh, Michael Kendricks situation with him leaving Philadelphia. If you've been reading at ZoneCoverage.com, hopefully you're caught up with our position battle series. All the offensive pieces are complete. Quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, and today, offensive line. I believe we covered quarterback on this show, but none of the others. Let's run through some of the Vikings' position battles. Now, at running back, I believe we've addressed it before. The the real battle is for the third-string position with Mac Brown, Mike Boone, and Rock Thomas all competing. Rock Thomas currently hurt, so it's just Mac Brown and Mike Boone. And in fact, Mac Brown took the bulk of the second team reps at the last OTA because of Dalvin Cook's absence and Rock Thomas's absence. But I still think that Thomas and Mike Boone are your likeliest candidates. Boone from Cincinnati, good start to his college career, bad ending, but very explosive. And Rock Thomas had a rough start and a good ending. He actually transferred from Auburn to Jacksonville State, where he was great, and he'll have to jump up in class to the NFL. But I'll have to get over this injury first. Boone, Brown, and Thomas. And technically, Johnny Stanton in the mix as well. He's, I guess, a fullback-running-back hybrid. Differences on the various rosters, but Stanton was a college quarterback then a tight end at rookie camp. Turned to a fullback slash running back, now in OTAs. The Vikings are just trying to utilize that size. He's about 6'2", 245, kind of has a linebacker's build. And they're trying to figure out how best to use him. He'd be a long shot, though, to make this team. Hi, this is David Locke, the CEO of the Lockdown Podcast Network. In this crazy, unprecedented, and unnerving time, I know we're all living our lives a little differently. I thought we had some of our sponsors over the time that might be able to help you out. So we've reached out to them to get you specific offers. Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for their first seven days. Start your free deliveries, download the Postmates app, and use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA. Anxiety, stress, need something to calm yourself down? The Calm app is available for you. 40% off to our listeners at calm.com slash LOCKEDONNBA. Stuck at home, want fitness? Echelon Fit has been a sponsor of ours. And you can go to echelonfit.com slash L-O-N-B-A. And if you're looking to add some new knowledge and get a little smarter in your free time, Masterclass, or at least your time at home, masterclass.com slash P-E-R is offering 15% off. If you missed any of those, go to lockdownpodcast.com slash offers. That's lockdownpodcast.com slash offers. Thank you very much for tuning in to Lockdown Podcast Network. We hope to be here for you to give you a relief and a respite from all the other news. And thanks very much. Be safe and practice your social distancing. How about wide receiver? I think your top two are steadfast in Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen. I think your number three, Kendall Wright, probably going to be in the slot. But after that, there's some serious question. Laquan Treadwell, I think the team still is giving a third chance to show what he's got. He's on a pretty affordable deal still. But now in year three, I don't think we're past the point where 
Trudwell could be surpassed on the depth chart. I don't think they're going to give him any more free passes unless he earns it. You've got Stacy Coley bearing down a bit, and Coley is battling through an injury right now. And Caleb Jones, who I think might have had the inside track at the sixth receiver spot, he's suspended for four games this year, and that could hurt his stock. So two contenders there both have their own issues, one an injury, one a suspension. Treadwell's been ineffective. I mean, we're talking about three wide receiver spots potentially that are vulnerable. So then you've got the undrafted free agents. You've got Corey Robertson, big target out of Southern Mississippi. Jake Winicky, Maple Grove product, who went to South Dakota State and had four unbelievable seasons. And then you've got Jeff Bidette, who's hurt right now, but from Oklahoma was one of the favorite targets of Baker Mayfield. He's short and speedy. So three very different targets. You've got you know, Robertson, big, bulky. Winicky is is lanky and long. And Bidette is the Wes Welker type, the, the short and fast. And then you've got the, the three others. You've got Chad Beebe, who made it from rookie camp, the son of Don Beebe. You've got Tavares King, who the Vikings took away from the New York Giants, who had a big game last year against Philadelphia. And Brandon Zylstra, the CFL star, also a Minnesota product. Now, CFL stars haven't worked out in the past, but there's some wild cards there. You know, you've got you've got college talent, you've got CFL talent, you've got NFL talent in Tavares King. There are a lot of names here, and I think this might be one of the more compelling spots. And in the end, I wouldn't be surprised if a guy like Corey Robertson makes this team just because of his sort of God-given ability on the field. He's got amazing physical traits. And I think there is going to be one rookie who makes this 53-man roster. Diggs Thielen, probably Kendall Wright, probably Treadwell, probably Coley, despite the doubts with Treadwell and the injury with Coley. But then I think there's room for one more. I think it goes to Corey Robertson. At tight end, Vikings really only lost one tight end, and that was Kyle Carter, who got waived during the postseason. He was only active for a handful of games. But they bring in the draft pick, Tyler Conklin, couple undrafted guys, Josiah Price for the second year in a row, and Tyler Hoppus, I believe is how you pronounce it, out of Nebraska. You've got your top three, though, Kyle Rudolph, David Morgan the second, and Blake Bell. Conklin and Bell will be the competition for that third tight end spot. Conklin, being the draft pick, probably has the edge there. Blake Bell played sparingly a year ago. He was brought on the team, remember, as an upgrade from Bucky Hodges who for a day was on the 53-man roster and then replaced by Bell. He only made three grabs last year. David Morgan, not exactly explosive, had 10 catches, but a great blocker in the run game. He and Bell, road graders. And Kyle Rudolph, for all the knocks he's taken and for his blocking, he was actually second in pass blocking efficiency last season, according to Pro Football Focus. He's shown improvement in that area. And he had seven of his eight touchdowns last year when in the red zone. And this was actually an offseason where the Vikings had a potential out with Rudolph. They could cut Rudolph with only $1.3 million of dead money. But I think he's definitely solidified himself and he's earned that full base salary this coming year. Maybe next year they ask for a reduction depending on how he does this season. We'll see. But I think the Vikings know that Kirk Cousins likes his tight ends. He's produced a tight end with over 650 yards each of his three seasons as a starting quarterback. So Rudolph, locked in. David Morgan, probably your number two. 
Conklin, who has been injured in OTA so far, probably number three, Blake Bell providing some competition. Your other guys, Josiah Price, Tyler Hoppus, probably not much of a contender beyond injury insurance. Josiah Price from Michigan State in his college career. No, he did not overlap with Kirk Cousins there. And Tyler Hoppus out of Nebraska had 377 yards in his lone year as an offensive playmaker there. Maybe that's Rick Spielman having watched so much Nebraska last year because of his son playing there. Maybe he said, hey, I like this Tyler kid. Let's bring him aboard. He probably got the scouting report from his son, to be honest. And then there's uh, the piece for today, the offensive line position battle preview. Here you've probably got four likely starters returning, and you can guess them, I'm sure. Reef, Remmers, Easton, Elfline, double R, double E. It's that fifth starter that's going to be tricky. And you don't know exactly who you're looking for at starter because you don't know where Mike Rummers is going to play. If Rummers plays tackle, then you look for a guard. If you put Rummers at guard, you look for a tackle. But I think that the decision on where to play Rummers is going to have to do more with that fifth starter than it is with Rummers himself. Rummers is the veteran. The Vikings hope that he can be flexible enough to play either. I think the Vikings will see, okay, which tackle... Who's the best tackle candidate? Who's the best guard candidate? Okay, now compare that tackle candidate to that guard candidate. Who's better? So you'd rather have a better player than pigeonholing yourself by saying, okay, Remmers has to be a guard or Remmers has to be a tackle. I think it depends more on the other candidates involved, and that would be your Tom Compton, the guy brought in from Chicago via Atlanta, via Washington, fourth team, four years. Big relationship with Kirk Cousins, though. And he's got flexibility on the interior. And I think they've worked him out a bit at center as well. Same with Colby Gossett. Rashad Hill, seven starts last year at tackle. He's got as much experience as any of these candidates. He got some seasoning last year. I think he got exposed a bit in the NFC Championship game, but still a lot of, a lot of talent, a lot of potential. Same with Danny Isidore. Only made one start as a rookie. But the thought is that Isidora can be a player. He's got upside. And then you've got the Philadelphia practice squad product, Josh Andrews, who's got a relationship with Don John DiFilippo. He's 26 years old, maybe a little more physically mature after his time with Philadelphia, the undrafted product from Oregon State. And then you've got two rookies in the equation as well. Brian O'Neill, second-round pick. Colby Gossett, sixth-round pick. O'Neill... The athletic tackle, Gossett the guard from Appalachian State. Can one of them be a contender? At this point, I'd say no, but it's easy to get deceived. Right now, the Vikings are sort of burying them. They're easing them along, playing them with the third teams. You're going to start seeing them probably more with the twos, maybe even with the ones a bit as the offseason process progresses. Can one of them surge into that role? I'd say if one of them is going to do it, it'd be more likely to be Gossett. I think playing on the inside... Might be a little easier as a rookie than it is to be exposed on the outside. Gossett, you know, he's got the body. He's got plenty of experience. Played four years in college, a ton of snaps. Brian O'Neill's a converted tight end. He's got less experience at the position overall, and now he has to probably pack on some more weight and muscle in the NFL. So I think he's probably a long shot to be that starter. But let's look at big picture here. We've mentioned 
10 guys. You've got the four probably locked-in starters, four second-tier dudes who might have a chance to take that job, including Josh Andrews, and then two rookies. That's 10 guys. That's already more than the Vikings usually keep. They are usually a nine-lineman team. So what do we do with the rest of them? Got six other guys here. Avian Collins, Cornelius Edison, Chris Gonzalez. They could be on the outside looking in. You know, Collins played 28 snaps last year. He was kind of that tackle the Vikings were really optimistic about. They, I think they knew he wasn't going to play much last year and kept him anyway because they valued what he what he brought to the table. And he played a bit in unbalanced sets a year ago. Because of that commitment that they made last year, does that mean they want to keep him around? He could be a candidate to knock somebody off the perch. How about Cornelius Edison? He's got the ability to play center. The Vikings lost Joe Berger, which means they don't have that third possible center anymore. Maybe that could be Gossett as an emergency guy. Maybe it could be Compton. But they don't have a clear number three center. It's like on a baseball team, you want to have that third catcher just in case. Well, center's a very specialized position. They want to make sure they've got a third option in that regard. So Edison, Collins, the math doesn't add up for them, but they still bring some value to the table. Something to watch for. It's Locked On Vikings on the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, it's OTAs tomorrow. I'll be at TCO Performance Center for the third week of OTAs. And then mandatory mini camp next week. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, three practices in a row, all open. And then the Vikings will disperse for the remainder of the summer. Report back late July for training camp. And the grind will begin in earnest. No tremendous storylines that come to my mind for tomorrow's OTA, but I welcome any suggestions. At Sam Ekstrom on Twitter, what do you want to hear about? What's an underplayed storyline that you would like illuminated? Send me a tweet. can see what I can do in terms of asking about it, observing things at practice. Let me be the conduit to you and help you learn more about this team. On Twitter, at Sam Ekstrom, tweet away. ZoneCoverage.com, your source for Minnesota sports. Thanks so much for listening today. It's Locked On Vikings. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, sports fans. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Locked On Wolves, the Minnesota Timberwolves podcast on the Locked On NBA Network. The Wolves might be in the middle of what's turned out to be a pretty miserable season, but there's still plenty to talk about. From the aftermath of the trade deadline to looking ahead at what moves Gerson Rosas and the front office might be planning for the summer to the possibility that all-star snub Carl Anthony Towns could go off on any given night, it's still going to be a fun spring. Tune into Locked On Wolves daily, Monday through Friday. I'm Ben Beacon with Locked On Wolves, and we'll catch you next time.